Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Captain J. Hood, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Welcome in to the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jack, we've got you on this Deal Breakers Thursday. We'll open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. You can watch our show on YouTube as well, youtube.com. Look for the ESPN Chicago channel. That way you miss none of ESPN Chicago, including the shows and extra content on the ESPN Chicago channel on YouTube. Cap Jed Hoyer, the general manager for the Cubs, got a chance to speak to the the press yesterday. Carter Hawkins was there too, right? Carter Blackburn, what's his name? Carter Hawkins was yep. there, and Craig Council. And our deepest sympathies to him. His mom passed last week, mm-hmm. so our sympathies to Craig. He's a good dude, man. How about Jed Hoyer, the the head man for the Chicago Cubs? If you were with us yesterday, Cap and I were talking about hey, pitchers and catchers report, which is really cool. It's the Words that resonate with Cap and I a lot as baseball fans. And, you know, hope springs eternal. I heard Ed Lynch say that many, many years ago. Hey, hope springs eternal. That things will turn around. Soon as the spring hits, you're in spring training, every team feels like they've made upgrades and the team's going to be better. What I'm saying to you, Cap, as a baseball fan and your friend that is rooting for you because my team is in the toilet. Uh, your team plays at Sloan, but my team's in the toilet. Nonetheless, the idea... Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but, but the idea, Cap, that the team that should have been the bell of the ball uh, in the winter meetings, the team that everyone should be talking about, hey, look at this team. They're on the rise. But look at the big swing that the Cubs made by saying, David Ross, thank you for all your time. Thank you for what you've done for the Cubs. We're going to upgrade, we feel, with Craig Council. That's great. But, Cap, that can't be the biggest signing for the Chicago Cubs. There has to be more than this. And I don't. I like young players just like you like young players to see them grow and develop. But what I'm telling you is, is that the Cubs have to be more than that. If you're going to be across the threshold as being one of the top 10 teams, top six teams in payroll, you have got to be able to go the extra mile. You have to do that. You have no other choice. It's one, it's one thing to enjoy young players and watch them develop. But, Cap, in these off-seasons, you know the Cubs have to be better than what we see here. They have to be better than this. The, the gates are open, and no one's going through it at Sloan Park. Yeah, when we talked about what they would do at the winter meetings, we all thought they were going to be more active. Then the whole industry basically shut down. we got like 90-some guys that are at home, not signed. And, I mean, we're talking good players. The Boris guys, Bellinger and those types, Matt Chapman. You've got... Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, going into last season, everyone thought, this guy's a star. He's going to get paid big. He's got nothing. He's out of contract. The White Sox declined his option. Let him go for nothing. See you later. It's crazy, the state of the game right now, and it's disappointing to see where the state of the game is. But but all I care about is the Cubs. Tim feels like a bad example, right? Because he was, by any metric... The single worst everyday position player in baseball last year. But prior to going into last season, Tim Anderson was one of the hot names in the sport. Right, but it's a bet-on-yourself moment, and 
he lost the bet as basically as badly as you can lose a bet. Yeah. And that's why bet. people always go bet on yourself, bet on yourself. You know what? Look at a guy like Aloy Jimenez. He took the money. Sure. He would never come close to that money if he was on the market now. Never. There's just names out there that don't have a job just as of yet. And it, the White Sox should not be beating you to talent. The White Sox getting Mike Moustakis in a minor league deal yesterday. Oh you saw God. that. You can't let the Sox, on the, on the home of the White Sox, the ESPN 1000, get, beat you to the punch, Cap. Yeah, they had zero interest in him. Where, where, that's fine, but you cannot be satisfied with this. I'm not satisfied where they're at. Do I think they're going to get Cody Bellinger? I still do. I still believe they're going to get him. That said, ridiculous that we're in this position. Some thoughts here from Jed Hoyer on confidence coming uh, after missing the playoffs. Yeah, you know, last year was exciting in so many ways. I think that we did a lot of really good things, obviously, but you know, we struggled in September and, and, and fell a game short with a team that I feel like you know probably should have been in the postseason. And I think you know we've. They added some really good players this winter. I do think that uh, we have a lot of, of young players and, and and some young veteran players that I think have a chance to take take real steps forward. I think that's the the, the most exciting thing for me is I feel like we have a deep roster and we have a deep roster of, of players I think have that have a chance to continue to get better. And um, I think that gives me a lot of hope that that, that we can um, you know accomplish this year what we couldn't last year. He says probably should have been in the playoffs last year. I disagree with that. As I, as, as I told you last year, I said, you're a year away. Because this is why I was so looking forward to this, this hot stove league. I said to you last year, I said, Cap, you're just a year away. They should have been in the playoffs last year. Finished one game out. That's yeah, fine. But it just, you just knew that the pitching was going to tire out at the end. The, the, the relief pitching. But that's my problem with Jed saying we should have been in the playoffs. Then why didn't you add more relief pitching? Why? Yeah. I'll tell you a guy who's out there that I would sign if I was the Cubs. Blake Snell? Nope. Liam Hendricks going to make a decision in the next few days. I would absolutely sign him, let him rehab all year and see if I can get him back for the stretch run and have him for next year. Why would I not do that? He better be your closer because any other position, he's not very good. Well, I wasn't thinking of playing him at third. Well, I'm just, well if you thought he was going to be a setup man, that wouldn't be good. You're saying that that would be – he would solidify your closer? No. Won't you have a closer by the time the uh, opening day starts? Won't you have a, a closer solidified? Or are you going to get a closer in July? I think it's going to be Alzali. Okay. But Liam's not coming in just automatically to close. Oh, well. He had Tommy John surgery August the 2nd. Do you hear what I just said? Yeah. You, you probably wouldn't want him as your setup guy. We saw that act before. Well, you can't ju- – nobody's going to drop him back in as a closer. Nobody. No team in baseball. No team. Coming <laughs> off Tommy John, just go, here's the closer role? No shot. I know a team that would take him as a closer right now. Who? Over here on the south side. I don't if think they, they would. If they could. I don't think they would do that. Not you got to ease him in until he gets healthy. I understand. He, he will come back. He'll be a, a year out of Tommy John. You're betting on him being better in 25 than you are in 24. He's got to earn back that closer role. Just the mentality of, of, of him in that position, not so good. The numbers prove it out. You've seen it. They've tried that before with him being a setup guy. Not great. He has multiple offers on the table, could decide by tomorrow whether he will sign with the team before completing his rehab from Tommy John's surgery. 
back to Jed Hoyer on the lefty bats. It's something that we've been harping on a lot here in the winter that the Cubs need more thump from the left side. Yeah, and we were excited to bring in Michael Bush. Obviously, he had a really good year in the minors last year, and um, you know we're excited to bring his bat into the lineup. Um, we have some young players that, that certainly can can help, but you know that's something we, we talked about a lot internally that we are a pretty right handed team, and um, those right handed hitters are going to have to hit right hand pitching. How about your free agency? I, mean, I think the closer is definitely warming up at this point. You know, um, uh, there's a lot of good free agents out there. Certainly, it's been a really late evolving off season, and so um, you know, every day we're in, in, in contact with different free agents, and we may well, you know, add one or more players to, to the roster. But at this point, you know, as we sit down and, and think about it, I mean, it is February 14th. You know, it is day one of spring training, and we're trying to focus on the guys that are here. Focus on the guys that are here. All right. I get that. I understand what he's saying. He's not going to sit there and pine openly for somebody, mm-hmm. but I do think they're going to end up signing somebody. I do. Now, is that Ballinger? I can't tell you that. I don't know. Could be Matt Chapman. I mean, they're good players out there. They're going to add somebody else to that mix. You've lost the fire. You've lost the cup fire. I can see it now. Yeah, you have lost the cup fire. What cup why, fire? Why, why, I've been firing no. on them for the last week. You've lost the cup fire. And here's how I know you've lost the cup fire. You're not being specific. You said, well, they're going to sign someone. Well, that could be someone walking on State and Lake. I'm, you know, you no, should, no, I'm you talking should... about a major league player that goes on to the 40-man roster. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And I that... think it's Cody Bellinger. I do think they're going to sign him. It just can't just be somebody, though, Cap. It, you need multiple players on this roster along with your young group. They're, to be able to get to where you need to be. They're not adding multiple players. Okay. They're not. And you're, you're good with that? I didn't say I'm good with it. I said that to you at the start of the show. It's ridiculous that I got Master Madrigal as my third base combination. That is ridiculous. It is. But I don't think they're going to go out and sign Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger and somebody. No, I don't think it's going to happen. So who do the Cubs think they are in that regard, then, if that's, what they're, if that's the philosophy? Who do they think they are? You think you can just kind of just kind of middle your way through and then swim your way to the, the World Series? Well, let me ask you a question. Is, is not the World Series championship, is that not the goal? Especially for a team that are a bunch of haves? That team's not, the have not, nuts. Good, not good enough to win a World Series this year. And why, and why is that? They don't have enough. Because? Because they're betting on their young guys and they're not ready yet. Match, they got seven of the top 100 prospects. Seven. More yeah. than any team in baseball. Yeah. Those guys aren't ready yet. Can't just drop them in and go. Here we go. Yeah, I just I, I think that. See, see, here's the thing. See, Shay, if we were doing this show in Cincinnati, that's that would be almost acceptable. But since we're in Chicago, and because of the multiple revenue streams over there at Gallagher Way and around Wrigley Field, there, there are no more excuses anymore. It's like, well, they just they'll pick up somebody, and then you just wait for young guys. Like the, the Cup fan, the average Cup fan does not want to hear that as an excuse or reason. For underachievement, I I maybe can give you like to me this just feels like an overreact or overcorrection, where last time when you were contending you got a little burned because you didn't value the farm system at all, and you went exclusively with veterans on big money deals, and now this time I feel like you got burned so badly at the end by doing that in your process that now the process has become rely exclusively on young talent. And one-year piecemeal deals with veterans. And I don't know if that's right either. Like, I think you have to meet in the middle a little bit. And that's what I think they're unwilling to do right now. Some of what Cap is telling me is exactly what the White Sox should be doing. 
Those are White Sox talking points. If you're talking about trying to build through your farm system of young players, well, look at the Sox dead on their ass. So, okay, young players, yeah, to see, to go around Robert, around Aloy, around Cease, okay, that makes sense. But for the Cubs, you're right there. But you need to have several building blocks to get you over the top to solidify you in the Central One and to be a real contender in the National League. What have I said to you guys? They're not going to break the bank on Bellinger. They think he's a good player. They got a number. If he wants it, great. If he doesn't, good luck to him. But they're going to go get Juan Soto in the offseason. I'm not saying they are. I'm be awesome. That would be awesome. That would, be, that would be awesome. I like Juan Soto a lot. However, if so does Jed. Yeah, but, but for Craig Council, when he comes to Chicago, he'll look around and look at that roster and look at these tall buildings. He goes, oh, I'm in Milwaukee, except it just has tall buildings here. Also, this time last year, like quite literally, was the keep your powder dry so you can go get Shohei Otani. And you yep. didn't go get Shohei Otani. They were never, ever going to get okay, him. He but was I'm going just, to the Dodgers the whole time. I'm just making a point to you. This time, because we don't know what Juan Soto wants to do either. This time last year, it was keep the powder dry for Otani. They kept the powder dry. They didn't get the big money guy. So if you want to say they're not going to pay somebody, but they'll get Soto next year, that's the exact same conversation we had 12 months ago. You better actually get him this time. Now, I don't want to hear about money when it comes to the Cubs. I don't, don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I didn't, I didn't want to hear it in the 90s. I didn't want to. I, the 80s, okay. Right? You, you're penny pitching. You're, able, you're lucky to get to the playoffs in 84 and 89. Fine. Zell, Tribune Company at the end. Fine. I don't want to hear about it now. In 2024, there's no excuses. Agree? You know what's going on over there. We've been over there together, Cap. You see what they're putting together. A plan for more money in the coffers around Wrigley Field. I don't want to hear about money. Find a, find the middle ground for Bellinger and move it move it forward. Find the middle ground. That's that's the art of negotiation, is it not? It's not his number. It's not even the Cubs' offer. It's somewhere in the middle. I just I I could never just lay back and just say, well, we're not the Braves and we're not the Dodgers and we're not the Phillies, so we'll just find a way. We'll just grow with our kids. That's Sox talking points. Don't disagree with you. Not the Cubs, though. That's my point. Like You can still be able to have young players on the roster and develop them, but you still have to pay for veterans along with that. How do you win ballgames, Cap? Veterans. Veterans will get you there. Young players can develop, but also veterans will get you there over the top. You've got to get there. I just don't personally believe this is a team that's, at this point, ready to win the World Series. I don't believe it. I don't. I think they're a year away from where you go, all right, let's now push some chips in. That's where I see it. they got a great young system. They've got good players. They don't have enough. Do I think they should sign Cody Bellinger? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But I don't think there's enough out there where you go, okay, now they're ready to win the World Series. I don't believe it. I don't. Yeah, and that is on Jed to be able to get this team in a position to win. That's not good enough. The roster seems still thin to me. Agreed. But bereft of star power and bereft of left-handed power to be able to get you over the hump. I so, agree. So coming up next here on WLW Cincinnati, we'll talk about Jed wow. Hoyer. I mean, that's where we are right now. That's what we're talking about. Middling team. They are middling. It's embarrassing that they haven't gotten third base addressed. I agree 100%. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Is Jed Hoyer doing it right by being patient? Do you trust him to get the right deal? More from Jed as well coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports.
Kev and Jay Hood are back. Get ready. Woo! We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. And Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with you until 10. And then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 o'clock. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3, right into Waddle and Connor from 3 to 5.30. And then Northwestern basketball. Fooey for three, knocks it down. Fooey for three, and the Wildcats down. 15, timeout. Wow, Ruck looks like Northwestern's making a run in Piscataway. Hmm. Uh, pretty North- good, Northwestern. <laughs> Boo Boo, he's a stud, man. And anytime you get to hear the voice of a Dave in it, oh, we're all better for it. Just the best. He is. The best in the city. He is. Northwestern at Rutgers, 515 pregame right here on ESPN 1000. A 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Is Jed Hoyer doing the right thing by being patient? What city is this? Patience, huh, with the Cubs? Well, I don't want him just to sign someone so that Jonathan Hood feels better that they spent money on a veteran. Okay. If you can get a good player, let's go. I'm rooting for you. You know I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm rooting for you and your team. I get it. Okay. And I appreciate yep. it. Don't you throw me under the bus. But, I'm trying to help you, pal. Just don't sign someone just to pacify people out there. Get a good player. I want Cody Bellinger back, and I think he will be back. So get it done. Jonathan Hood with Dallas Green here. Because I can Captain tell you J. what's going to happen. Yep. He'll show up here like March 9th. All right, I'll take the deal. And he comes in, <laughs> and he's <laughs> four weeks of training. He's lost, yes. and he'll pull his oblique out till May 30th. What? Well, if you'd have been in camp on time. Right? Right. Like, if I was him, I'd say to Scott Morris, dude, I want to be in Chicago, get the best freaking deal. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going there. I will be in camp tomorrow. Get it done. If this is the Sox, right, and they are just going through training camp, all right, we got some holes to fill here. Is that a veteran that will, at a nice low cost, Reinsdorf would be all for it. All right, let's just bring somebody in, 40 yeah. man. All right, okay. Put them on a backfield. Right. I don't, I don't care because uh, it doesn't matter there. doesn't matter there. But for the Cubs, you should be, you should be pushing the gas pedal trying to figure out how this Cubs team can be better. As a roster. I am, but there's not that. There's a, like 90-some guys out there. Look at the list and tell me I got to have that dude. Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman would be two of them for sure. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. New Lennox, here's Daniel on ESPN 1000. Daniel, good morning. Hey, guys. You almost had a great segue because my birthday is March 9th, so it would have been kind of cool. Off. There you go. Happy birthday already, Daniel. All right, thank you. Um, you know, I love the Cubs. I love you guys more than anything. You're the only morning show worth listening to in this city. Appreciate uh, you. But ah, ah, ah. let's be honest. What has Jed done? He's trying to do the smartest guy in the room thing. Uh, he's riding uh, Theo's coattails. I mean, I just, All right, now hold on. I just don't, they see. Have, I just don't see what he's going to do. Mean. Hold on. They have built a way better farm system. They are top three by most metrics, top five by every. Baltimore's clearly number one. Mm -hmm. They've done a great job. They have. They won 83 games last year. What is that, a year out of a rebuild? 22, they basically tanked. 
21, they traded all their guys away. So they've made it back to competitiveness a lot quicker than most people thought. So riding Theo's coattails, I'm not sure I'm going to co-sign that. That's unfair, Daniel. You're better than that. Yeah, that's unfair to say that. Now, here's the thing. Now, Cap just laid out for you the difference between Theo and Jed. Theo, I'm not going to say he didn't care about the minor league system, but he was all in to try to spend money that was allotted to him to get veterans in here to try to win now. That's the difference between Jed and Theo. Theo with the Red Sox, Theo with the Cubs. We like our, our prospects, but are, are they tradable commodities so we can get better? That was his. At least Jed does care about the minor league system. But, but that was the whole thing with the Cubs that I was not happy with. It's like, boy, why are you almost dead last when it comes to the minor league system? You don't have any prospects. And now, within two years, look at the minor league system. All I know is that they're prospects versus being suspects yet for right now. Like, could you tell me for sure that Pete Crow is going to start in center field if you don't get Bellinger? I can't and tell you that. We have 400 bats. I would hope. It's top 30 prospect on every list. Let's go. It's time. You've been very quiet on the Mervis front. Very quiet. Who? Ah, oh, you're so... <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> How dare you say that about Matt He's Mervis? a really good player wow. for the Iowa Cubs. Oh, you are such... <laughs> you told everybody, this Mervis kid, take that... Uh-oh, Bush is here. Yeah? Yeah. 3 one, two. This, You see what I mean about prospects and suspects? You gave me this whole thing. Like, I'm not, you didn't say like Mervis was going to be the next Rizzo, but you thought highly of the young man. Well, he had a really good year in the minors. They brought him up, and he, he struggled. And now what? We're on to the Bush Inspector. We go Let's to go. Racine, and Jim is on ESPN 1000. Jim, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, look, I think there's a good reason for this. I'd like to see uh, the Cubs more active and sign players, but you the Wall Street Journal had an article today about Scott Boris, and he basically says his goal is two things. Number one, getting a good deal for his players and then setting a new payroll standard for other players at that position. And that explains why, you know, the number for Bellinger is, what, $200 million? That, to me, sounds like a Jason Hayward contract. And nobody liked that contract. Theo did it, right? Yes. But nobody liked that contract at the end. It was a problem. Now, yeah, Bellinger's better, MVP, all that stuff. But let's face it, we had six, you know, half half the season, Bellinger was very good, and the other half, not so much. So I, I'm totally with, you know, uh, uh, the Cubs management here. I mean, I wouldn't give out these. Snell's another one. I mean, we'd love to get him. But the um, uh, value is just not there. And I think that, frankly, uh, uh, Jed has a much better chance of turning the Cubs into the Los Angeles Dodgers than you know, a consistent winning team or the Atlanta Braves than Theo did. I mean, Theo went for it. He worked out. I think we were lucky. You know, we had a lot of luck in 2016, and it worked out great. But where are we? We had had to tear down a couple years later. So quite, you know, the other one of the other callers said that, uh, uh, you know, Jed's on Theo's coach. I, I don't buy that at all. I think Jed might be a better manager than Theo was. I really do. Well, look, and we appreciate your call, Jim. He makes a lot of valid points. He does. I would not have had the third base position be as bereft of talent as it is. I would have gotten somebody, Justin Turner, on a one-year deal. 
But if we were in New York a year ago, you would have been, there go the Mets, man, $445 million. You know why? Because and guess what? They exploded. That's fine. But your tattoo says all in for a reason. But all in, you also have to be intelligent how you do that. That's a long tattoo. It's either all in or not, or all, all out. All out is the, the, the other White arm Sox. says be intelligent. That's a, that doesn't say that. Does not say that, Cap. And by the way, that's nonsense that Jim said. Good call, but that's nonsense. Cubs are closer to the Dodgers than a team no, that's No, no, he didn't say that. He did say that. He said they could build something that'd be a consistent winner like the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. You're gonna, that's a lot of hammers and nails to get there. Agreed. Because tell me who the next Mookie Betts is on this Cubs team. Completely agree. Who's with the you. next Max Muncie? Who's the next, you know, the players of that ilk? I love Max Muncie in the movie The Natural. Um, it's not Max Muncie. That was his name, the writer, Robert Duvall. You remember this. Who's the next Otani in the Cubs? That's the thing. Suzuki. Well, that's the hope, right? Right. That's the, at least that's the hope. I like him. So, again, I'm willing to be somewhat patient about getting young kids up here, but I also want you to treat 2024 as a competitive season. Go get Cody Bellinger or go get Matt Chapman, and from my seat, get them both. If they are struggling along, boy, and they're just middling like they were last year on the precipice, get the playoffs, get knocked out by the Braves like they did last year, they... I'm just going to move out of the way and let Mount Cap just just have it. I'm just going to move out of the way. I won't, I'll be silent for an hour. They just should let you win just their talk. division. They should. Yeah. Okay. So so, so that is a, a big fall by Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee traded away their best pitcher and their other best pitcher had Tommy John. Yeah. So that so you expect Milwaukee to fall completely out of the race? I don't think they're going to be great. I don't. They it's don't a, have enough pitching. It's a lousy division overall. It is a lousy division. St. Louis is trying to figure themselves out. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Cincinnati is always in the middle. Or they're trying to get to the middle. Correct. That way. Trying. Correct. And then it's the Cubs and the Brewers again. That's a winnable division. Go get Cody Ballinger and let's go. That's solidified. No, that's, that helps solidify it for now. But then you get to the deadline cap. More. More. I know what the market says. But if the Cubs want to be able to be a real player in the playoffs, not just get there, but be a player, you need to add more. Now, I don't know what that looks like when you've got your third base situation solidified with two guys, Master Pony and Madrigal. Master Madrigal. Got Bush over at first base. I'm willing to give him a chance. He was the PCL player of the year. When do (laughs) young guys play? He was the number two prospect for the Dodgers. Are we having this conversation in 91? Where's Troublehorn? Is he at the firehouse? What, what are you talking about here? He was the number two prospect the Dodgers had. They needed pitching. We gave them one of our best pitching prospects. We got this kid. You got to play them. 312 Not everyone has to be 33 years old, though. I get it. I understood. Understood. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, more of your phone calls. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Also, some thoughts from Kyle Shanahan. He just keeps looking worse after the Super Bowl. Yes. We'll get to that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on our Twitch channel. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Thank you.
on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll have the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day coming up. And because we put money in your pocket yesterday with Detroit Mercy winning their first game of the season, and people were talking about it on social media, and when I was in Peoria covering UIC and Bradley, people down there, they hear the show. Can you believe this This tin can, ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app is heard in Peoria? We got fans, Cap. How about there you that? go, baby. They're listening. And we made people money. So I want to know what Shay's going to give out this week there's something today. There's something up his sleeve. And I, I can't wait for that coming up at 9.50 right here. It's always something wacky and strange. So let's uh, stand by for that at 9.50. Uh, 312-332-3776. Is our phone number? Uh, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you about the Cubs. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about Jed Hoyer. Also, some thoughts about Kyle Shanahan. My God, here's Eddie on the north side. Eddie, go Eddie! ahead. Eddie, good morning, Captain Hoodie. What the Cubs are doing is exactly what the Bears are doing. Just trying to save money. Probably telling Warren, "Oh no, we're not going to pay that taxes. No, 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 no. You got to get these down." They're all doing it. I mean, it, it, they should have broke ground on building the Chicago uh, Bears Stadium already there in Arlington Heights. I think it's just all a ploy, like uh, uh, Hoodie was saying earlier, and that's where they're going to land up anyway. Look, there was no way they were going to have the land already start breaking ground. You've got to do all your different infrastructure plans. There's so much to it, Eddie. They, they were not close, and they're under contract, I think, till 2033. Mm-hmm. There's no chance they were b- starting breaking ground today. It's not like putting a trailer park up now. We're putting up a $2.5 billion stadium here. That's correct. Yeah, it was not. they were not going to break ground yet. You know what never lies, Cap? NFL films never lies. Never lies. Ah. Although they kind of did. Because you know what else I found out? Remember when Travis Kelsey assaulted Andy Reid during yeah. the Super Bowl? Sure. They cut it out. Well. They deleted it. They might divert your attention someplace else, but it never lies when it comes to being able to hear the sounds of the game. Correct. It's always been that way for a long time. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan wishes they would have deleted this. 49ers in Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Let's give a listen. Let's eavesdrop on uh, the sidelines of both the 49ers in Kansas City during the coin toss, as they were on their way to overtime. Listen. You good with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Well, they got a coin flip. Yeah, they call a coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball from San Francisco. You are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. They want it. They want the ball. They want it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. We won the toss, we're gonna kick off too. We got what we wanted. Okay, you can hear uh Mahomes. Kelsey. Kelsey, Mahomes saying, they want the ball. They want it. So that, that, that was interesting. They want it. They can have it. And then you hear you check. So they, we score a touchdown. They still get the ball. I didn't know that. I mean, listen closely to the 49ers sideline. We want the ball, Fred. 
San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called Tails again. It is Tails. You want the ball? Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. Oh, God. That's Shanahan saying we want the ball, Fred. Correct. Talking to Fred Warner, who was going out for the coin toss. Yeah. And that's Kyle Juszczyk, who graduated from Harvard. He didn't so, know. I didn't know that. <laughs> How do you know? Well, when you're not told. Because Kansas City, according to their players, we started working on this in training camp. Andy Reid said, we're going to be in the Super Bowl again. we got to learn these rules. Kyle Shanahan said, we never talked about it. But then you can hear the, the knowledge of Kansas City, just the, the anticipation and just like, oh, they won the toss and they're going to keep the ball? Oh. You go with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Well, they got a coin flip. Yeah, they call a coin flip. That's Andy. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called Tails again. It is Tails. You want the ball? They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. That's Kelsey. They want it. They can have it. We won the toss. We're going to kick off too. We got what we wanted. <laughs> That's the Kansas City sideline. Now, think, ab- think about that, Cap. Look how listen how bad that is. Like Kansas City is f- well aware. They can have the ball, but we're getting it back. And if we score, we're going to get two, and we're going to win the game, if that's what it takes. There was a podcast, a video podcast I was watching. Cutler was on it and some other people, Jay Cutler. And one of them, might have been Jay, said, that's almost fireable of what Shanahan did. You're going to give Patrick Mahomes four downs? Because if they score, he knows. I can't punt the football or the game's over. I got I got to go for it. Yes. So he gets four downs every single pose- uh, every time they get a first down, four more. That's fire. One of those guys said that's fireable. And they weren't playing for a third possession. The Chiefs would have gone for it from on fourth down anywhere on the field. They would have gone for two if San Francisco had scored a touchdown. They correct. weren't losing on defense. Correct. That's they correct. said my brother and I were like Andy. Re- first of all, the play they ran, they changed the name of it. But with all that motion, they got McCall Hardman wide open. That was an Andy Reid special, mm-hmm. and he had something cooked up for the two-point conversion that they haven't used that they said they probably wouldn't have stopped that either. Yeah. I mean, they always have these different little gimmicks. We saw him ring around the rosy. We've seen a lot of things from Kansas City, so that does not surprise me. But, I mean, think about that. You're Shanahan to be able to go through all the details. So that's why I wouldn't be so strident at the podium yesterday talking about how we've won big games. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that. I put my head down and just kind of like, we're going to try to win the Super Bowl next year. I would have Belichicked it as quickly as I could. Seriously. I'm not so striding up there like, hey, we're the 49ers. We've won big games, so you can have the narrative that you... Really? Guess what? We didn't get it done. We'll be back. No time for arrogance, pal. You lost on a big stage where everyone's watching. Yeah. Look, he's a brilliant football coach. He needs to dial the arrogance down. He does. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's yeah. a little cocky. To get up there and be like uh, doing a little back patting and we don't have a big game problem. Dude, you just you just scapegoated. And I know that's a strong word, but it's what he did. He fired Steve Wilkes two days after oh, a Super Bowl where Steve Wilkes' defense gave up one touchdown to Patrick Mahomes on a 16-yard drive after a muffed punt. And that was the only the, touchdown. And if Dre Greenlaw doesn't regulation. go down... 
Travis Kelsey doesn't have the second half he had, and they might be the Super Bowl champs. It's slight, but Wilkes' defense was better than D'Amico Ryan's. If you go do the side-by-side, I already saw it on ESPN. Wilkes did a tremendous job. I don't, I don't want to put it as, boy, Wilkes is unlucky, can't keep a job. But that is just nonsense. You use Wilkes as the reason why? That wasn't your problem, Shanahan. Correct. Correct. And, and I saw what Albert Breer uh, tweeted. like, well, it wasn't a shock that he was fired. No, it might not have been a shock to, to Albert Breer, who's on the inside. But on the outside, it looks terrible. It looks terrible that you fire Wilkes. That's the problem that you had? The defense was solid under Wilkes. Yeah, they really struggled against the run. But I still think like it's clearly a scapegoat firing to me. Which, no, it shouldn't have happened. Is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat now? Well, well it should be. Should be. I mean, because of a decisions like that, you might be a quote-unquote brilliant head coach as far as offensive play calling. You're turning water into wine when it comes to Brock Purdy and that offense. Absolutely. Give him credit for that. But when it comes to little things, we talk about this all the time, Cap. Mm-hmm. The sports is about intangibles. It's the little things. It's Cap coaching the college basketball team saying, watch out for that backdoor pass. Watch out for that backdoor pass. It's coming. Make sure you defend it. Seal off the baseline. Make sure that you didn't get the backdoor pass. And as soon as you break from the huddle, what happens? The ball goes inside, and a score happens. Even though you've coached it, you've you talked about it. Yeah. It's the little things like that that make you lose ball games. And that's my problem with the over-reliance on analytics. Analytics are great. They're a great tool. Steve Wilkes being fired is just unbelievable to me. When I saw that come across my phone, I was like, really? Of all the things, him. Yeah. Now, listen. You, you can find better players. You can find better schemes to make sure that you're better defensively as far as stopping the run. But the idea that after the Super Bowl that he's the problem, yeah, I would say you know the narcissism needs to come down a little bit after you got exposed in the Super Bowl. Completely agree. By the way, former Steelers GM Kevin Colbert, he was very well regarded. He stepped down, retired, believes the NFL overuses analytics. Quote, We had analytic people, and I used to challenge them. I said, when you guys can let me know, will you, that you can measure the intangibles with your analytics. The intangibles are a huge part. Huge. Just because the numbers say to do this does not mean it's the absolute right way to go. Are you supporting Brother Wilkes with that? I am. Okay. What is the analytics decision that that's referencing, though, like specifically? He's talking about just in general... Well, it says 68% we should do this and 57 we should do that. So we got to go with But except you got a head coach who's been in the league forever and he goes, no, I've seen this. No, that's we're fine. not doing it. Shay, as long as he's supporting Brother Wilkes, I'm fine. I am supporting Brother Wilkes. Okay, that's fine. The captain- and he got uh, losing Dre Greenlaw. All of a sudden, Travis Kelsey came to life because the guy he had backing him up ain't Dre, Dre Greenlaw. And next thing you know, he gets 92 yards in the second half, eight of his nine catches. The cut of the day is right around the corner on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and J Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Now time for the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day. Yeah, it's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. You got a special occasion, you want a great meal, you just want to go to the best place in town, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River, Jack. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right. 
How much could a hooker really be? At the at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Now that's a question that you never thought you'd ask in your career on an open mic. Right? Did you really? I mean, could you imagine you doing that at GN? They would have run down the hall and removed you right away. Exactly. And that's all, folks. The Captain J hookup of the day. Jeez, that was <laughs> awfully fast, Jack. That's all we've done here today. Just wow. talk about hookers, and that's the highlight of the show. There you have it, boy. Jay Moore's going to have to come in and have a little seminar with you, Jack. <laughs> he doesn't need a seminar. It's Jack. He's a professional, damn it. That's it. The Cap'n Jay would go to the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom, Matt Moore. When you get there, ask for the two owners. Tell them, I want to talk with you. What makes this such a great place? And they'll give you a soliloquy and then amazing food. And now we turn to Shay Norling with the crazy bet of the day. Here's crazy Shay. I have eight college basketball bets today in what is a god-awful spectator slate. And I I don't know which of the seven disgusting mid-major bets to go with. We have to have one now because that's how we did it. We got people the win with Detroit Mercy. So you tell us and we'll take a look at the game. You direct us. You're going to have to clip the nose again. Okay. What conference? God, honest to to God, hoodie, I don't know. (laughs) You need to not know. Honest to God, I'm not not totally sure. I'm not going to fire a guess here. Okay. Uh, 10 and 14, Cal State Bakersfield is taking on 16 and 9, Cal State Northridge. It's a home game for Cal State Bakersfield. They're getting one and a half. I'm betting the one and a half with my guys over at Cal State Bakersfield, the Roadrunners. Cal State Fullerton. No, 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 Bakersfield. Oh, oh, taking on Cal State Northridge. I coached against Northridge. You're going to go with the plus one and a half. I'm being told this is the Big West. Oh. Big West game of the night, plus one and a half with Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay. I had to scroll down. Big West. All right, I got it right in front of me. That is nasty business, but I've bet a lot of these Bakersfield games this year. And they've been good to me. I'm going back to the well with them. All right, Cap. We're talking about a Bakersfield team that's five and eight in the Big West. Yep. Cal State Northridge is uh, Northridge is seven and eight in the Big West. Okay. And they're playing at the Ar- Icardo Center in Bakersfield. So we played that team, um, Cal State Northridge. I think my second year at Northern, and we beat their ass into Cal. And what's the num- What's what, where are we going here? CSUN. Minus one and a half? No, no. Bakersfield, Bakersfield plus one and a half. Bakersfield one and a half. Okay. Lock it in. So, folks, we're on a heater. We got one in a row. Jack, are you in on this? Jack? I'm in. Bakersfield, do you have some? You have a breakdown for us? Go ahead, sir. On on Bakersfield? No. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, give me the breakdown. I need to know the, the rotation minutes. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jack. Your thoughts, sir. Um, it's it's. She said it's a good bet, so that means it's a good bet. Here it is, December 19, nineteen eighty three. Oh my god! NIU seventy seven, Cal State Northridge fifty nine. Take that. Beat their ass. That was my scout. I still remember it. Yep. How about that? Pretty good, huh? I remember. Beat him. Pretty good. Take that, hoodie. Wow. Can't even give me a little love for beating Northridge. None? No love? 
He's not going to say anything, Shay. He's like, I can't believe that dude's memory is that good. You looked it up on Google. I said before I went on. I think we beat him my second year at Northern. Did I not pull the tape? Take that. So the crazy bet of the day from Shay Bakersfield plus one and a half. I don't even know if points bet has that game. Hold That's on. funny. I'm I'm bet it right now. And we thank you for listening and call again. I'm on ESPN bet. Let's see. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jack, for a job well done on the other side of the glass. One and a half. Let's go. All right, Shay. Shay, anything on the total? <laughs> no, I never. I don't bet a lot of college basketball totals now. All right. So how about we do a football Friday tomorrow, Cap? I'm in. All right. Well, Courtney Cronin action and some Jesse. We'll talk to you Friday. So long, everybody. Take that from Chicago.